Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 398 with Dylan Kelly of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Go, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Dylan started his career cold calling and building landing pages for direct-to-consumer brands. And then in 2016, he saw the changes in the digital advertising industry and he just jumped on the opportunity to start his own digital agency, Wavebreak, which specializes in SMS and email marketing. Now, Wavebreak is one of the leading agencies in the space, helping tons of e-commerce brands grow their email and SMS programs. So if you're ready to take the next step for your e-commerce brand, then you're going to absolutely love this interview. I learned so much. So please welcome to the podcast, Dylan Kelly. The first question I ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job, aka how did you find yourself doing the work you're doing today? Yeah, great question. So I started Wavebreak back in 2016. Um, I was actually optimizing landing pages for Facebook ads initially. So now we're focused on building best-in-class email and SMS marketing programs for some of the fastest-growing direct consumer brands. But originally, when I started out, I was doing landing pages because I saw... Well, first of all, I was actually cold calling people. So I was working working in San Francisco as an SDR. Sorry to everybody that I cold called. Uh, But I was seeing all these brands starting to pop off on Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like uh, my manager's calling me. He's like, hey, I need a hundred dials by 10 a.m. And I'm like, this sucks. But I saw these brands um, really starting to grow off Instagram at the time. And um, on the side, I was always doing like design, always been entrepreneurial. And um, 
yeah, with the growth of the brand, I realized I could help them drive more performance through landing pages. But what ended up happening was uh, one of the initial clients I ended up working with, that was right around the time when big brands started to enter into Facebook. Um, so like their competitors who ended up being like Hurley, Billabong, all these really big companies came in with really deep pockets. And so I'm optimizing their landing pages that they're sending this Facebook ads traffic to. And uh, basically overnight, the cost of ads goes up. They weren't ready for it. And um, long story short, like their traffic went to zero really quickly. Luckily, they rebounded and figured some things out. But like me building a consultancy at the time, now we're an agency. I was like, shoot, there's got to be a better way. Because also they were really great people. Um, And that's when I looked and I realized so many brands weren't tapping into email marketing at the time. Now, you know, I do ask them, we do SMS too, and we focus on text. Um, But email is basically a landing page inside your inbox. And so took those talents there. And uh, first client that I ran within 30 days, we increased their email revenue over 4x. Uh, as we headed into Black Friday, and I was like, "There's something here," and so it just continued to grow from there. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. And can you talk us to us about like the current state of email marketing? Because um, you hear problems with like maybe the iOS update. What What's the real story from your world? Yeah, well, it's tricky. Like if you're looking inside of e-commerce, I think there's even a step back to to look at just the the market in general. Um, to where email is at now. So if we look at, you know, we rewind to 2015, 2016, you're getting an incredible ROAS on Facebook. You're spending a dollar, you're making back 10. Fast forward to 2018. Now your ROAS is still great by today's standards, but it's like not as good. So it's like getting a little bit thinner. Um, and then fast forward to now, you know, a lot of brands are really struggling to, to make Facebook work. Um, and what I'm, what I've been seeing over the last few years is email has really transitioned from, Originally, back in 2016, it was kind of like a nice to have when I started. Like the brands who figured it out gained an advantage. Fast forward to 2018, it became a must have. And now um, it's really in this spot where not only do you need to have it, but it also needs to be best in class just to deal with, you know, not just the iOS changes to email, which is really important. But if you have a great program, and we can dive more into specifics on iOS 15, but if you have a great program, it's going to be pretty bulletproof. Long story short, you know, email is not perfect either. So Apple's coming at it. But uh, we can even dive into the data because we've been pulling it over the last, um, you know, since it's been live. But basically, long story short is like, you have to evolve your strategy. Open rates aren't tracked. All these different things are just like coming back very wrong. Like we're seeing open rates up as high as like almost 200% more already. And we're still in the early days. So you're not going to be able to track that way. But the good news is if you do email right, your revenue is not going anywhere. And it's still an extremely powerful revenue driver. Um, but more and more, like email is very important and doing it right is really important. So it is tough though to be like a brand today because everything's getting harder. Yeah, I see. And I'm curious, like when it comes to getting clients, how did you how did you get them to build trust uh, with you to kind of like uh, you know take over their email list? Like these are some of the deepest relationships and one of one of a, you know an online business's biggest asset. Like how did you like uh, yeah get people to trust you? Like when you didn't have referrals, um, how'd you get re- momentum there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it was tough. Like I started the company. I had no network in the space. Like I said, I was a cold caller in San Francisco to start out. Uh, now have one of the leading agencies in the space, but ultimately it came down to like really educating people on best practices. So one of the first things I did was launch a podcast and then just doing great work and then communicating that with the, the marketplace and showing them. Um, that's still like huge of 
what's impactful for us today is like taking brands from A to Z um, and then making sure we communicate that and just doing great work and having brands look at the work that we do results wise and actually seeing the physical emails and them realizing that it's better than what they could do in house a lot of the time. Yeah, I see. And can you tell us as well, kind of um, when it comes to like growing a digital agency, um, why is it like a really good time? Honestly, I'm not really sure if it is a really good time. Like, I, I think it's a great time to be a brand early in e-commerce. But as far as digital agency, I think we're getting to the point where, you know, if you, if you really want to build something that's going to last, I think that, um, you know, automation is really catching up. So if you do start an agency, you're going to have to be really good at strategy or something that technology can't do or really good at leveraging that technology. But I don't know if it's the greatest time to start an email or SMS agency. Like I, maybe, that might not be the answer you're looking for, but I think nowadays I would focus on like launching and building a real brand. If you're interested in this space, I don't know so much if I would start an agency again today, but also I know what it's like to run an agency. So there's that side too. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, when it comes to, you know, you talk about automation, um, what, what are some ways you can differentiate? Yeah, well, if you think about it, like when it comes to data, data is your number one asset when it comes to marketing in general. And when you think about building an email list, and that's what's so scary about iOS 15 is, you know, it's taking away your data and your access to great data on your email program, your most engaged subscribers. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more data-driven you can be, the better. And I think that's what computers are really good at. So if you can leverage best-in-class technology to really have the most personalized programs possible um, you know, and build really great automated and highly personalized programs, like segmentation is the future and delivering personalized message to the right people at the right time. Humans can only do so much of that, uh, but technology can really automate the bulk of that um, and do it really well. And there's some good strides in technology on that end that I'm really excited about. Yeah, look, um, I'm curious, can you talk more to the data which which you shared around kind of like what's working like right now or mid-2020, sorry, late late 2021? Um, like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, I'd love for you to hear, share. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing we're seeing work really well is just personalization in general. So like the more targeted your content that you send out, the better. Um, so like, for example, if you're... You, you know, you know who your subscribers are. Like, you know, if they bought X product, recommend another product. That's why automation is great because you can really find your top segments and then build your program around the customer journey in the right spot. And so for data and personalization, like the way we look at it too, is like even one thing that's working really well for us is like faux personalization. So like pretending to personalize emails, if you can't at scale, if you're still an early stage brand. So like, for example, like just for you, when maybe it's like more of a email kind of for everybody, like that's a tactic that's working really well right now. So does that mean you have to write a lot of copy? You know, it actually doesn't. Like what we actually find is the more simple you keep the creative, the more results you actually get. Like quality is more important than like the quantity of copy, quantity of creative, or even quantity of volume of email that you send. Yeah, I see. So um, for e-com brands, you tend to, to work on the creative side, less around kind of like, plain text copy? It really depends. Like there's no silver bullet. It really depends on the brand. It depends on the product, even inside direct to consumer. I think that's one of the things that people really get wrong is like, oh, there's a perfect blueprint for 
X, Y, Z. Like we all know abandoned carts are important, but if you're selling a $2,000 mattress and a $25 phone case, like those are going to be very different journeys. Um, so really understanding that and then like plain text can work really well, but we also see creative, like we've only improved creative over the period of six months and just focused on a minimalistic and simplistic and premium brand across email. And we've seen email revenue grow as much as 30% without changing how much we're sending, without adding any automation by just improving the creative uh, inside the email. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And um, when it comes to kind of SMS and stuff like that, when are you capturing the the text message and what does that journey look like because um yeah from my perspective like sms can appear like a little bit annoying like because it's in your phone like you know what i mean like you got to be very careful there right yeah well and i think that's most business owners think that too because like we're we're a lot different than most consumers but like and i was even the same way you can actually go back and listen to podcasts of me uh like five years ago when I say, Hey, SMS, like don't do SMS at the time there wasn't the technology for it. And, um, I was actually right because people ended up getting in these, like some really bad lawsuits and having to settle for a lot of money for not using compliant technology. Um, but with the right technology nowadays, you can deploy the same segmentation personalization that you can on email. Uh, and then what's really exciting too, is like, it's just cutting through the noise at an incredible rate. Um, so if you're focused on building a quality program, just like we talked about, like with quality email, if you're focused on sending quality texts, you're going to drive revenue. Like we were just pulling our numbers for a client the other day. Uh, we've generated over $25 million for them year to date from email. I know it's like that number sounds like too rounded. I can pull it up for you here somewhere. Um, but like, that's how powerful it is. Granted, that's a nine figure direct consumer brand. Um, but like, it's extremely powerful. And if you're doing over 3 million a year, like we ramp brands from zero to 40K a month in SMS revenue within 60 days. And then we've ramped companies to seven figure SMS channels within 120 days. So yeah, I know like, oh, it, it seems like it's intrusive or like people won't like it. But then when we send these, <laughs> we send texts, it drives an increase in performance really quickly. And our clients can even feel it in their warehouse. Cause I was skeptical too. I'm like, is it just attribution in the software? But we worked closely with their clients, uh, specifically the ones who manage their own warehouse so that we could go and just basically see like, hey, are you guys shipping out more orders? And they would literally feel it in their warehouse and we would see the spikes in Shopify data, uh, which is when I realized it was the real deal. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So like how many texts, like, is it like, is it many texts a day? Is it one? Is it, is it, is it? conditional based or your behavior based or like what people are clicking on like yeah how, how does it yeah it's a mix like it's 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 similar to email so you've got two parts to it you have your automated side so you're looking at your abandoned carts which i was just pulling some stats before this like some brands are making 333 dollars for every dollar they spend on an abandoned cart sms because you're getting over an 80 percent open rate on it so there's the flow side, which is your automated messages. So welcoming people in, uh, post-purchase follow-up. Um, now people are starting to integrate reviews and you can even do browse abandonment. Then on the campaign side, like you mentioned, um, you know what we found to be the sweet spot is only texting about the most important messages. So definitely don't run your list into the ground. We actually had a client try to get us to do that. We said no, and then we checked back in later. Um, and they showed us like their analytics and their revenue per message went from a few thousand dollars a send to a few hundred percent by abusing the channel. So it's definitely something that 
And you can't undo it once you do that. And you have to like completely rebuild your list from scratch. So like if you are doing it, you don't want to send a massive quantity of message. You really want to focus on quality. Um, and that's when the automation is so great too. But those are the two main pieces and like how often we typically send for, for clients is around, you know, maybe like four to six times a month, maybe up to eight. That's uh, from our data. Like that's the sweet spot on um, checking like attrition and like unsub rate compared to balancing out, like maximizing revenue. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I'm curious kind of like what, it, like what is more powerful from your perspective? Is it SMS or is it email? You know, I think they're both really powerful because the problem, like the challenge with SMS is that you can only fit so much text in an SMS. It's, you don't have as much space as an email, but what's great about it is it cuts through the noise at a really incredible level compared to email. What's great about email is you can communicate a lot more. Uh, you can be a lot more visual. You can include a lot more content in it. It's more mature of a channel. So really what I think is best is, you know, mobile is definitely the future across like every channel. Uh, so you definitely want to build that SMS list. But what we find works really well is when they both work together uh, because you can get almost sometimes double performance out of your customers um, by using both channels compared to just using one or the other. Yeah, I see. So um, what is your recommended email service provider? Um, is it Klaviyo? Klaviyo? Yeah. So I love Klaviyo. It's like, it has the um, the it has the features and capabilities of something as complex as Salesforce, while being as easy to use as Mailchimp. Granted, that's coming from somebody who lives in the platform every single day, so other people don't feel like it's as easy to use. But love Clavio for email. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode and learning a ton. As you know, in this series, we interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it. However, if you're thinking of starting your own business and you want to hear from some incredible stories from everyday people like you or I who are actually in the trenches, only been building their business for maybe one year or two years, like that are building right now and they're really in the early stages, but they're getting success, you should come and check out our new podcast from Zero to Founder hosted by our community manager, Molly Flynn. These are in-the-trenches stories from our very own successful students that have gone through some of our programs. People just like you who are deep within the process of building their very own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow. You can find the From Zero to Founder podcast on all platforms. And remember, it's founder without the E. All right, now let's jump in the show. So let, let's move to wave break. I'd love to hear kind of, um, yeah, when it comes to kind of, I guess, clients, uh, how do you find is the best way to get clients? It really depends. Like, you know, for us, it comes down to putting out a lot of quality content and then also just doing really great work. Um, I think that's the number one thing is, you know, if you can't fulfill and do a great job as an agency, like people aren't going to want to hire you. Word gets out quick in the D2C community. It's small or really any community. Um, and the best way to grow is referral. So if you just focus on doing really great work, the rest seems to fall in place. When it comes to kind of, I guess, um, email and SMS, what is, what, is, what is the thing that like most people don't know? I think it's like really how to do it well. Like there's a lot of, you know, quote unquote, best practices that you can piece together from different podcasts and different, uh, you know, um, 
blog posts and things. But what I've realized after reading, you know, you just spend a couple hours on LinkedIn or some channel and then you like after doing the job for so long, like I can see through like what's actually effective or not. So I think like the biggest factor of like driving more email revenue. Sure. There's a aspect of like quantity and things you need to set up, but it's also like how well those things are set up. Like we're seeing quality become more and more of a factor at how high performing an email and SMS program is because over time, if you don't have quality, your list is going to shrink that you paid a ton of money to acquire. Um, so people are just going to unsubscribe. Uh, mark, you know, or worse, like mark you as spam. So really focusing on quality is extremely key. And then a huge focus on planning too, like the basics. It, it, it sounds so boring, but like so many people are flying by the seat of their pants. If they would slow down and be more strategic and focus on quality, they'd see way more results from email. Yeah, I see. And when it comes to quality, can you kind of talk more to that? Definitely. So one of the first hunches that I explored was like, hey, we're sending, you know, let's say 12 emails a month, if we double that, do we drive twice as much revenue? In some cases you do, but what we actually tested and saw is like, we tested like, hey, what if we send more? What if we send less? What if we send a lot to tinier segments? What if we send more to everybody? And what we found is that actually the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle, like sending enough content to stay top of mind, but then going deeper into actually focusing on great content. And when you think about that, it's, it's actually really easy to think about. It's like send emails that you would actually look forward to getting. So like be fun with them, um, like clean, creative, capture people's attention. Like some of our most uh, effective subject lines are like the most out of the box and like sometimes even inappropriate depending on the client. Like if you think of like, you know, Manscaped type brands, like those brands are doing really well with email because they're sticking out. Like personality is really important. And that goes, comes down to creative too. Like Creative is extremely important on, you know, with your Facebook ads and every other aspect of your business, it's responsible for over 50% of performance. Yet for most brands and email creative, it's something they just throw together in a couple seconds. It may or may not even be on brand. And so we really focus there and then also taking a step back. And before we even put together the email, like making sure it's part of a cohesive advanced strategy, that's actually going to move the business forward and drive revenue so that you're not just sending an email for no reason. That's not going to drive any revenue. Can you talk to more kind of some examples um, or, or kind of case studies uh, where you've come into a business and kind of turned it around and, and some of the key things that you've done? Because, um, yeah, it's clear that you you know really know your stuff. This is the area you're really, really passionate about. I'd love to hear any techniques, strategies. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear. Definitely. So one of the clients we work with is Ballsy. I think they're actually a founder uh, case study through like one of Greta's courses or something. Yeah. Really, really, yeah, really smart guys. Um, so like with them, for example, they came to us, they were getting open rates below 10%. Uh, the creative was like, okay, wasn't always super on brand. Like they struggled to really find an agency who could like match their fun and just like outgoing and like crazy kind of brand voice while also like making sure it's not too crazy. Um, and so what we did was really come in and like, first things first, like let's get that engagement up. So we implemented a segmentation strategy to first target those most engaged subscribers. Uh, and then slowly we started adding everybody else in. Um, and then just like really testing everything. Like we've been working with them for a long time now. So we've tested how many emails to send best send times, what creative works well. And so for them specifically, we found like short and simple works really well. Outlandish subject lines get the most opens. Um, we have it all themed out through our analytics. 
And so we can see like the trends on like what's actually successful and then going a layer deeper too, and like actually looking at customer behavior. So if you want to drive more subscriptions, like, are you asking for them? Are you thinking about the objections that people have? So like, for example, it's like, you know, what if I want to like putting these objections, like in the emails, like cancel any time. A lot of brands are scared to do that. Cause like, oh, well, I don't want them to cancel. It's like, yeah, but you want them to sign up. Right. Um, and so just like really implementing a best in class program across the board. Creative is huge by improving creative and just sending better emails over the last six months. We've increased open rates by 30 to 40% just by sending like less content, but better content. And yeah, there's a bunch more I can go into on testing and different examples, but I'll just, I'll just stop there for, for now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I'm curious as well. Uh, when it comes to segmentation, um, so you're finding that whenever you take on a client, you guys just want to mail to people that are the most engaged? Great question. So for them, they had a really unengaged database. So we wanted to rebuild it from the ground up by focusing on those engaged people and building a solid and stronger sender reputation and then building up the rest. Uh, so now we email everybody. For them, uh, a lot of their customers are actually female buyers for their spouses on holidays. So we actually... A lot of the time, we'll even email just females specific messaging that's different from what we email the male. So now we've gotten a lot more segmented over time. And do you find though that like when you have so much complicated automation on the back end, it can become very complicated and, and, and it's difficult to scale or is there anything there that you'd love to talk to? Because you want to keep your program simple too, right? Because you can create yes. the craziest stuff, but then like if something goes wrong or you want to actually scale that out, like, yeah, I'd love to hear that. No, a hundred percent. And that's one of the biggest things that I talk about is like people get segmentation wrong. They think you have to get super granular, but we've tested that and that doesn't work. Instead, what our approach is, is a much more high level approach. So the way I look is kind of like a, a ready fire aim kind of approach. So like you start wide. So first things first, like even on automation side, like launch a simple abandoned cart for everybody. You're not missing out on anyone. Then furthermore, see like, you know, over time you'll notice like, oh, well, this product's our bestseller. Well, we should probably create something just for those people, but you don't have to create it for every single product. Then you start missing out on people, like you said, because it's too complex or people are getting both or it's like crazy. Um, so keeping it simple, but knowing when to really jump on an opportunity is really important. And so even on the campaign side, like we mentioned with females, like it was more like, okay, we built the whole list back up. We have this core segment of subscribers that we're emailing who want to get their emails. And then let's start testing other opportunities. So what happens about people who maybe are like great customers, but they're not on a recharge subscription yet? What happens if we hit those people a couple of times a month? Oh, it turns out once a month is a great cadence to hit those people. What, what about all these female customers? What if during certain times of the year, we send them targeted content to buy a gift and then the rest time of the year, we don't really bother them. And so really, like you said, like simplifying it, but then also knowing when to jump on those opportunities when segmentation makes sense um, to go that level deeper is, is really hard to do. But when you do it, like that's how you build a top performing program in 2021 and beyond. Yeah, love it. Um, so I'm curious as well, like why did you make the decision only to work with D2C brands? Why didn't you scale out email across agency, across lead gen, 
across SaaS, like other online business uh, verticals? Yeah, great question. It's because it's really hard to do if you really want to be best in class. And like, that's how I am. Like if I'm in something, I'm all in. So I'd rather be the best at direct consumer email and SMS and like literally not do anything else. And like, that's all I focus on. And so we, that's something that we know at Wavebreak, like inside and out, because we're not worried about cold email or what's happening with B2B companies. Like I'm sure we are a B2B company. Uh, but what we really care about is like really operating as an extension of our client's team and uh, it, it, operating in that D2C space. And as a result, like now we have the playbook that we've been optimizing for six years. So we have one of the most effective strategies in all of e-commerce for it. Yeah. Love it. And I'm curious, like, this playbook, could you apply it though to like a B2B SaaS company or could you apply it to a lead gen or, or like a, you know, a, a service ba- local or service-based business or, you know, another agency or, you know, an online education business? Like, c- can you apply that? Like, it seems all very similar stuff. You have customers, you have segments, like you, the only difference is you're not shipping a physical product. Definitely. I mean, I think that that's why our strategy is so effective is because we kind of zoom out a layer and we're not looking at like, you know, some checklist of like things to set up. Like we definitely have that, but it's more focused on the customer and the journey and how and why people buy and then building the strategy around that. So it really would work for any, anyone. Uh, but for me, it's like, I want a high success rate as an agency. And when you're scaling agency, you have to scale smart people. And the more you hire people, the more you realize, even like people hiring agencies, like you'll hire an agency and like, they don't give you a smart person. Like they don't do a great job. You end up firing them. Like everybody has their horror stories of firing agencies. So for me, it's like, I would just rather be the best at email and SMS for direct consumer brands. And then that's all we do. That's all the team I hire for. And so like, our team is just ruthlessly obsessed with direct consumer and email and SMS. And so as a result, you know, like literally before this, I was testing my mic. I went to a random Zoom just to like see how it'd work. And it turned out it was for our stand-up tomorrow. And two team members were still in there just talking for no reason, like after hours. I was like, guys, I hope you're not working because like you should get off. Uh, but they're like, no, we're having a we're having a fun time. Um, and so that's really helped us from, you know, a lot of perspective, client retention, building the best team possible, um, just being great at it. But yeah, I mean, theoretically our methodology would work for anyone. Mm, That's awesome. So have you had, uh, companies like a B2B SaaS or other companies come to you and you've had to turn them back? Yeah. I mean, that's typically what we do. Like we're really specific on who we want to work with. Like I think a lot of agencies just chase new business. And then like, if they can't fulfill, like, you know, they just kind of like figure it out later or they take the invoice and they hide. That's not what I'm trying to build. Like I want to be known for results, not just for having the fastest growing agency because we have great revenue. So even a direct consumer brand who's not right for us, like we're really good in the growth stage for businesses who are in that kind of like three to 10 million a year range or trying to get to 25 million a year. We work with clients anywhere from three to hundred million plus a year. But really, our sweet spot is there. And if we don't think we can drive a client results, we're not going to work with them. Mm, yeah, love it. Um, look, we have to work towards wrapping up, man. But this has been really insightful. I'm, I'm really pumped. Um, I'm curious, kind of like future plans. What, is, what does the future look like for you? Um, yeah. Uh, if, yeah talk, talk to us about kind of like what excites you. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think there's a huge opportunity inside of e-commerce in general. Like I think it's getting a little bit scary right now with every iOS update that rolls out. Like it's getting, it's not just getting more expensive to acquire customers. It's getting more difficult. And, um, 
even with like, you know, brands we're auditing and seeing across the board, like year over year growth for a lot of companies has really slowed down since, you know, previous year, like compared to earlier this year, where, you know, a lot of brands started January, February up four or five X. Now it's like, they're barely up or they're, they're close to the same year over year revenue. But like for those people, like, I wouldn't even be worried. Like if you're focusing on the right things and being strategic and not just like, you know, trying to, you know, pivot really quickly and, and, and make a rash decision. Like if you stay the course, I'm really bullish, bullish on the future of e-commerce. And I, I always have been just because we're still in the very early days of this. Um, so I'd say that's what I'm most excited about. And then how Waybreak fits in is like being an email and SMS partner. Like we're helping, like we have brands who say like, Hey, this is the only, when we send emails or when we send texts, like those are the main days we're profitable. And uh, so being able to play a role in that and like give them more confidence and just also more firepower to grow and hit their revenue goals. Like that's really exciting for me too. Cause I learned so much every day from the brands that we work with, um, you know, and email is always changing. So it's always fun. So I'm really passionate about e-commerce and excited about where it's headed. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, thanks for sharing, man. Well, look, we're going to move to the hot seat round um, where we're going to ask kind of uh, a few questions and we want kind of 30 second answers. Uh, so, you know, rapid fire. Um, so sure. the first question I have is, if you could have dinner with any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oof, um, that's really tough because there's so many of them. Probably right now, I'd say Michael Rubin over at Fanatics. Ah, okay, awesome, why? He's, well, his story is really interesting. I don't know if you know it, like he started a ski shop in his parents' basement grew it, uh, it built his first company in e-commerce, um, to like billion dollar exit to eBay, bought it back. It's fanatics now. And they're just doing some really exciting things inside of e-commerce with fanatics, but also, um, like with, you know, NFTs and like everything else that's going on. So, uh, he seems to be on the pulse of things and, uh, would just love to sit next to him and like, see how big he thinks in person, just because I think, uh, I think there's a lot to learn. And then what do you wish most people talked about when it comes to email marketing? I mean, I wish a lot of people talked less about like little tactics that you can do and like more about actual strategy. So like, how do you, like, what are the actual levers to focus on? And, and like, even me, like maybe I was too tactical here. It's like, if you don't have the basic setup, you don't have a welcome series, abandoned cart, it's something post-purchase to get people to come back, set it up. If you're not emailing at least 10 times a month, go do that. Like you're going to drive more revenue and, and, and it's really that simple. And then just do it well, following the principles that I talked about that, uh, you know, we use with our clients every day, have high quality creative think before you send and, uh, yeah, just keep evolving and testing the program. And then lastly, if you could have any other job in the world, what would it be and why? Oh, right now I've been really into formula one. So I would totally be a formula one driver. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know if I need to explain why, like, it's just, it's, it's cool. I'm pretty sure I like make the car sound in my sleep. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, look, thank you so much for your time. That was awesome. Like you've got me so pumped up. Oh, we got to send this email. We've got to send this interview to, to our uh, email marketing uh, specialist at founder like there's so much we have to do it's yeah it's really really cool to speak with you man yeah thanks for having me i really appreciate the the invite hey guys i hope you enjoyed this interview as you might already know our mission at founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business 
which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.